0: To afterpulse, the extra podcast from the hosts of Community Pulse, and now here's Mary Thengval, Jason Hand, and PJ Haggerty.
1: Haven't done that in a long time.
2: Oh, we we all used to have blogs until. We hey, st- when's your book gonna be ready? When yeah, when's read the book gonna be ready?
1: Um, this, so- this is the
2: opening of the afterpulse. Welcome to the afterpulse. When's the book? welcome
1: to the afterpost? We're talking about content. Speaking of content. Um, so I got my funny story, got my proof from the production team. Uh, so I moved two weeks ago today, no departments. Um, I got my proof from the production team, uh, two weeks ago, Thursday, and then redeploy was one week ago, Thursday. And so I went back to the production team and said, when do you need this by? And they said ASAP within a couple days would be great. And I said, that's not going to happen because I'm in a brand new apartment and have redeploy and have client work and I'm prepping for vacation. Um, So my current plan, I am four chapters in, well, intro and four chapters into a 10 chapter book um, for proofing and hoping to have that back to them by end of day tomorrow. Uh, Before I leave on vacation, which means then it's another like three four week turnaround um, Until it's actually released so soon
0: Written release is both digital and print or is digital going to be out sooner than print?
1: Uh, It's a good question. So you can pre-order print now um, I actually don't think you can pre-order the ebook version which is Kind of driving me nuts and I need to follow up with my editor about why that's the case. Um, but you can print or print, and we are doing digital as well um, in all, all the formats. So um, I'm working on seeing what we can do about an audio version, too. But that's...
0: Oh, we yeah. already know. PJ and I. Oh, wait, we're... You're just... <laughs> Actually, I, right. I think you should do the Southern guy one, now that I've heard that.
1: <laughs> that was quite the accent, PJ. It was quite the accent. It was
2: not intentional. Um, That's
1: even scarier.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to, the business value and developer relations by Mary Thangball. Was that
0: when you were telling us how awesome <laughs> Buffalo was? Is that how everybody talks about No, no. Luckily,
2: I think it was after we had stopped recording. I hope. Because honestly,
0: I, I'm actually more willing to come at this point now.
2: <laughs> I'm so bummed that it was actually. <laughs> all the people from South Buffalo. All the people from South Buffalo.
0: Uh, not Is true. That where they make the wings, it has to be where the wings are made. The
2: wings. Not really a place in Buffalo where they don't make them. <laughs> um, even those pizza places, the best in the world pizza places. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what the standard it used to be the standard like meal, like Friday night, end of the week, time to chill with some family, watch some TGIF on ABC. Woo-hoo. Uh, you order a large pizza and a bucket of wings.
1: Okay, I'd be down with that.
2: Get a couple oh. two liters, you're good to go. Buffalo started that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I we, I don't know if we started, I don't know if they were, I don't know if ABC was like, listen, we can nail the entire Buffalo market if we <laughs> do this whole pizza and wings thing on Friday. We'll just, so, so I have you- an
1: idea. I have an idea for content. It's okay. Like you, you debating oh. back and forth about where the best Buffalo and wings and pizza and, and everything else is and where things start.
2: I'll just start it. I'll start a whole blog called fight me. <laughs> and this oh. is actually a great idea. Maybe we shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't talk about this. On, on on mike a blog or, or an application called fight me where someone can go and say listen buffalo makes the best chicken wings in the world fight me and then people actually <laughs> have discourse about it now like, like, we actually have to like that would be the, the
0: best content
2: um during the maybe maybe well yeah it's during the pot but maybe we could actually have some decent outcome some decent discussion around things if people, like, if you know it's not serious, like, don't come here and be like, you know, bring your political tirades. But <laughs> at the same time, you could be like, listen, it's- alpaca hair socks are the best socks. Fight me.
0: The only <laughs> the only arguable content or the only top content or topic you can fight on is where there's no winner.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Like, no one will ever win this. Okay. But you just kind of have this, like, you know, don't at me attitude. <clears throat> yeah. There you go. I'm going to, this is my weekend project because I have so much time on my hands. Oh boy. (laughs) So content. Yeah. yeah,
0: Back to content.
2: You know, it's interesting because actually, you know, I'm surprised we didn't touch on this with Mary coming out with a book, but uh, like we, like we talked about blogs. There was a lot of folks on blogs and giving talks and a little bit on documentation and stuff, but really like we didn't talk about books. We didn't talk about white papers. And I feel like that's a missed opportunity because those are, I think on one of the spectrum you have white papers which are becoming less and less popular Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and books which are still the mainstay of our profession like they're still they're 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 the ship that doesn't change course like you rely on books for everything we do in tech
0: so yeah i got a question for you mary uh now that you've been through this process or you're you're at least at the finish line uh you're gonna do it again
1: i don't know i it was it was good it was enjoyable i'm proud of it um it was hard it was really freaking hard and like part of it was just getting over the like i'm not the right person to write this (laughs) how do i how do i put these things into words and i mean i've been doing this for over 10 years but like i'm not someone who's super super well known i'm not someone who has been out speaking about this and evangelizing it for years i've just been kind of doing it on my own and mentoring people as they come along and doing things in the background. And then I look up and we've got over 900 people in the Evangelist Collective or Devrel Collective Slack channel, right? Like I'm a, I'm a behind the scenes person. And so to have this out there now has been a little bit of a culture shock or shift, if you will. Um, But also I'm, I tend to be someone going back to what we were saying in the episode about like, you don't just sit down and write a a blog post in an hour and then ship it, right? Like I'll, I will mull over an idea for weeks if not months and then I will sit down and write it and then I will edit it and then I will edit it again and then I might not ever actually post it on my blog. Like I do not, I do not ship a lot of content unless I have a specific deadline because I'm such a perfectionist about what I write and I'm so concerned about, Again, saying something wrong and having it come across as well, either you know, Mary said that and she knows a lot about developer relations, so we have to follow that thing, and I steer the industry wrong, or I end up getting feedback from people who have been doing it for longer or think that they they have a better way to do it, and it it tanks my reputation, right? Um,
0: how are you feeling? Because when I, I, in terms of can you even though you're in the editing process mm-hmm. um, do you think that you can get right back out there and start writing more content as soon as this is done because I felt a little wrung out after I'd done a book uh, yeah a big project like that. It's just I didn't have anything else to say and it was really hard to to come up with new ideas and mm-hmm. even if I had a good idea uh, to sit down and start writing I just couldn't get myself to do it do you feel right. like you're headed in that direction or you think you'll be okay
1: I think somewhere in between there. So I've got ideas and I've got things that I could explore. Um, I think part of it for me is there's been so many things that have culminated all at the same time. So like the book is wrapping up, the conference just wrapped up, I just moved, I'm about to go on vacation uh, and I'm really hoping that that vacation is going to help me kind of clear my mind and have a, a fresh start when I get back. Um because I think part of it for me is just everything has been so busy that I sit down to focus on one thing and I'm jumping from thing to thing and I'm going in all different directions. Um,
2: Which I actually, of- actually that brings up a good point about content. Cause I know when mm-hmm. I'm writing content, uh, a lot of times I go in with this, and I'll feel really like a preconceived notion of what I'm about to write. Like I'm focusing on X. And as you go in, you, you want to continue to focus on X, but then like, y and z and q hey where'd that come from and like everything starts from, and that content takes on a totally different uh different tangent than than what was initially intended um yeah. on the book like did you see that problem on the book as well like oh yeah and, oh i have 10 chapters outlined and here's 11 and 12 because
1: i didn't think of them right <laughs>
2: so well i also feel I... like oh go ahead
1: I was just going to say one of the nice things. Um, so when I, some, not everyone might know this, but when we started the book, it was actually a group project. It was myself, uh, Nathan Harvey, Julie Gunderson, and Jason mm-hmm. Yee. Um, I was about to say Jason Hand. Um, mm-hmm. And so the four of us sat down and, you know, brainstormed, cool, what are all of the relevant developer relations community building topics? Let's just throw them all in a Google Doc, right? Anything and everything we could possibly touch on. Um, and then we went back through that and said, cool, let's bucket all of these items. And what are, the, what are the overarching buckets that they fall into? And we came up with about 10 buckets. And then, cool, that's about 10 chapters. That works really nicely. Where are the other things that we can kind of stick into other places? And so that, that really guided the process for me. Um, so we did that together. And it wound up being that, that the other three didn't have the time to dedicate to the book, which... I completely respect and understand. Um, And so they, they bowed out, but having that list and that basic outline of, you know, here's the general categories allowed me to, you know, at times when topic C led me to topic M and I had to now figure out where that fit back in, I could segment that, that topic M off, put it in the chapter that it fit the best in And then refer back to it or refer forward to it from the chapter that I was currently writing. Um, So that made for a nice way to kind of keep things segmented. The harder thing for me was getting to the editing process and having people that I know and trust and have a huge amount of respect for come back and say, this is all great. You need to emphasize this thing more or add in this other topic or you forgot this piece or it might be helpful to add this thing. And by that time, I had had the story arc for each chapter that we were talking about in the content episode, right? Here's the beginning, here's the middle, here's the end, here's the future. And so having already written that out, it was really, really difficult for me to go back and go, cool, yeah, totally, I'm just going to write three paragraphs and stick this in the middle of that thing because it no longer seemed like it fit. And my editor, Louise, with A-Press, gave me some of the best advice I think I've ever had with regard to writing. She was like, look, To you, it looks like a perfectly frosted cake that's ready to serve and you're good to go. And someone's asking you to pick up a knife with more frosting on it and put more frosting and so it looks weird. But to everyone else who hasn't read this, like it's a perfectly frosted cake that might happen to have a tad more frosting on the left side than the right side but it's not gonna look out of place. It's not gonna look weird. It looks weird to you because you've looked at it for the last 12 months and you've been studying it and been editing it and been revising it all over the place. But to everyone else, it's not gonna be incongruous.
2: Yeah, it kind of speaks to that intimacy of having created something and it it looks, you think it looks one way and until someone Mm -hmm. else sees it, you don't know how the world sees it at all. Exactly. I think
0: having a great editor is so key on that because I try as hard as I can just to disconnect myself from it once I've written it I hand it off to the editor and then whatever they say I just do like nope I just don't question it because I know you know I, I first of all I'm not great with grammar and uh, you know s- sort of the, the story arc that you were talking about sometimes I, f- I drift a little bit but um, having somebody to point that stuff out and say hey can you just add a, a something here to sort of wrap this up and in my mind I'm like I, I don't understand but sure yeah. Um, but having that kind of relationship with somebody who can, who can really look at your content um, is I think uh really key. Something maybe we should have talked about in the episode was mm-hmm. uh, who do you ask for help to give you that honest feedback and, and really try to, you know, disconnect yourself as the author and mm-hmm. the editor.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that was key for me, so, uh, John O'Bacon did a, did a pass through and then wrote the forward for me. Um, and like, He's got experience in community building for obvious reasons. Um, But then I also had a friend of mine who's a VP of product and has been involved in product stuff for years and various startups and had that different perspective of cool. I know that I need developer relations at my company. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to go about that. I don't even know where to find these people, which is the exact other half of the audience that the book is written to, right? And so making sure that you've got not only people who know the content that you're talking about, but that can kind of start from scratch and put it, put it in front of someone who doesn't know that content as well so that you're getting some of the extra, like you're making a big assumption right there. I don't know what you're talking about. You need to explain that more.
0: That's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, There were so many times where I I felt like uh, I said something that was, uh, obvious or, you know, it was obvious to me and it, and it wasn't, and I just didn't even catch that. And so, yeah, having somebody who's not that they're less technical or that they're more technical or whatever, it's just that they don't, they don't know this subject as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which for a lot of the stuff that we write about, I mean, there isn't a lot of content on it out there in the first place. That's why we're writing it. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this stuff, people will be like, well, I don't understand what you're trying to say here. Um, right. I think that's good feedback that you, you, you want to find somebody who'll give you that kind of feedback
1: yeah and Sachin was amazing for that Um, made it difficult to rewrite some of the sections but you know the book is better for it so
2: (laughs) and that that's the key that's the key to all content is making sure it's it's great once it comes out but you know
0: what some of it some of it's just a matter of just cutting it you know it's not always that you go back and rewrite something Um, there's just there's you know extra stuff like you've already said this here so take this out so Mm -hmm. um, yeah just having some fresh eyes on it is always great
1: yeah
2: yeah, that, I think that's where we're uh, that's where we end this After Pulse Sweet Sounds good So we'll see y'all next time
1: Happy writing, happy producing Happy Happy being Happy being you, I like it
0: This has been another episode of After Pulse with Mary Thigwell at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter Jason Hand At Jason Hand on Twitter. And PJ Haggerty At Asplenic on Twitter. Learn more at CommunityPulse.io. Or at Community underscore Pulse on Twitter. We'll see you next time.